This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash four orbs. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from on multiple portable devices. If you're looking for something to listen to while waiting for that four orbs episode to release, check out Audible. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four orbs for your free trial. Last time on the Four Orbs. Captain Astra, you see a stagecoach stop right in front of where you are. Then the door just kind of swings open violently, and you see Dorth standing there. Oh, look, it's, it's Dorth the Velomir. Hey, guys. Jump up and, and run over and, and scoop them both up. Wait, put me down. Oh, uh, hey, Kath. So the pairs of you haven't seen each other in close to two months. Seven weeks and four days, if you want to be exact. We are approaching midsummer, and it is very hot outside. You guys could come over to our place. We got a house here now. You have a house? Yeah, they gave us one. There's, you know, there's not a whole lot of people using these houses. You have a dead person's house? You uh, turn left into a little alleyway, and then there is this little two-story cottage-style thing. Yeah, we went, uh, well, I went to college. I'm a college man now. We learned much. We read books about the orbs and the equilibrium. And maybe a little bit about their location. Ooh, where are they? We can't reach them. Well, that we know. Uh, I mean, we could probably reach them if we had to. We'd have to try really hard. So the four of you head out to the Crimson Hold to s- celebrate with Finch as he graduates from the Crimson Command boot camp that he just went through. I'm just going to excitedly kind of run up and like hug every single one of them. What's been going on? What are y'all... Nah, dude, we're just we're just chilling, dude. All right, well, uh, I'm gonna try real hard. You guys just try and stay with me for a minute. You know, I, I came pretty close with a lot of Crimson Command members during these trials, including some of the officers and the higher ups. Once they kind of learned a little bit more about me and us, they kind of see that somehow I, I guess I'm connected to the orbs. That they they have full confidence in you to be my, my team as we go out and look to uh figure out where these orbs are and a way to protect them. It, it's kind of becoming my mission now. Well, of course we're your team. Who else is going to be your team? Let's do it! So I guess we can leave maybe tomorrow morning? The next morning, as you're ready to begin your next journey, Crimson Command Guards bring you four horses saddled. Heading off onto your next journey, Finch looks back to you and says, Strap your boots and sharpen your blades. Let's do this. After two days of travel on horseback, you reach the western edge of Andrin. Seven miles back at the crest of a hill, you get your first glance at the border of Mithron. A swirling, marbleized darkness reaches to the sky from the ground below. This wall of darkness reaches as high as mountains, but its smooth exterior makes it look as though a bubble made of black ink sits softly on the land. After gazing at this terrifying world wonder, you hear the clacks of horses' hooves. You turn to the south to see a man on horseback in iron armor galloping down a hill heading towards your direction. He gallops his horse up the hill you have crested with a spear held at guard stance, pointing the blade towards the sky. Aye, it is no place for the likes of you. What brings you here to the edge of Mithron? First of all, you don't even know who we are. Yeah, I'm Cat the Giant Slayer. A little darkness doesn't make me afraid. Well, let me be clear. You don't know who they are. You know who I am. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who ye are. You know who I am. You, you've heard of me. Well, I mean, it looks like you're heading straight towards Mithron, is that right? Yes, Well, I is. can't let you go in there. Why not? This pretty lady doesn't deserve the pores of Mithron. And that gnome there has no chance of surviving. I thought you just said you didn't know us. I mean, hell, none of you had the chance of surviving in there. Oh, who are you? Oh, hi, my name's Timothy, a steward. Thank you, Patreon donator, Timothy Stewart. Wow. And Sentry of the Western Ranges. 
I protect the land of Andrin by keeping an eye out on the border of Mithron, patrolling up and down this territory. Well, listen, Timothy, we know what we're doing. Well, I'll tell you this. No one has returned after entering Mithron. Though I won't physically stop you, I think you might want to reevaluate your decision here. Does anything ever come out of there? Well, the last man that entered was a couple months ago, and he didn't. He hasn't returned. What about anything other than people? I've never seen anything come out of it, no. What about yourself? I've walked in. It's, it's more like if you journey too far. See, you can walk in, but you can't see nothing. So if you turn right back around, you can get out. And that's what you did? Of course. How far in do you think you went? Two feet, and I turned back around. Couldn't it... see nothing, couldn't hear nothing. Yeah. So, Timothy, why is it that you feel the need to patrol and guard Mithron like this? I, well, I mean, I just want to protect people. If I were to see something, I would, of course, report it to all of Andrin. But I haven't seen nothing. And how long have you been... Patrolling? 20 years. It's a quite a long time. Yes. Well, that is very honorable. Uh, Tim, can I call you Tim? Sure. That's very honorable, Tim. But we here, we know what we're doing. So we'll just be on our way. Well, I mean, it's almost, it's almost the end of day. I mean, look. If you're going to go in, if I can't stop you, just like all the other treasure hunters that haven't come back out, let me at least do you a, fo- a solid. I would suggest a good nice rest. Because you probably won't get one while once you're in there. It's probably going to be nothing but terror. Well, do you have a bed? No, not a bed. Well, uh. But there is a town a couple of miles south of here. I, ha- I can... Uh, show you the way with my ff2 your what my ff2 oh my. C- come on out flare fox <gasps> of course and i'm yes. immediately my eyes light up and i'm like trying to find this thing he opens up a satchel on the side of his uh horseback and slowly and shyly a fox pokes his head out of the satchel but it doesn't have fur it has a smooth red metal with like white painted designs to decorate it as if it was a fox it's another construct obviously Nice. No. It climbs up <laughs> on the back of the horse and it kind of nuzzles into Timothy for a second. And Timothy reaches in his pocket and pulls out like a little coin, like a little metal coin, and feeds it to the fox. Like, ooh, another construct. We just saw a batch of uh, BBPs. BBPs? Yeah, a guy had a cart full of them. I don't know what those are, but. They're beavers. They're beaver constructs. They help him, you know, build. What does yours do? Oh, he he's a flare. He lights the way. Look. And the fox jumps down to the ground. And when you get a good look at it, you notice that it doesn't have a tail. All right, now light up for him and take him to the valley. And then a like a continual flame then appears from the fox's butt and then creates like a furry like tail made of fire. And then it starts to run south. Just follow him to the valley. There's an there's an inn there called the gloomy gopher. Tell the keep that I sent you and to give them give them my special. It's on me. Is the fox just running, or is he yeah, like kind of turned around to wait and like see if we're coming? No, yet? he's running south. Oh God! And I said, guys, I think we should probably, uh, you know, catch up before we don't have a light. Oh, oh yeah, you might want to catch up to him. I mean, you'll see him for a while. He is literally a campfire. And we'll see you tomorrow before we go in. Oh, I, I won't, I won't be in the valley. But who's gonna stop the other guys from going in? What other guys? I don't know anybody. I mean, I patrol up and down these lands. So we'll see you tomorrow. Probably not. I'm heading north. Fingers crossed, Neil. My name's Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, y'all be y'all be safe now. Bye. <laughs> You follow the fox construct south for miles on horseback. The sun sets behind the dark bubble that covers Mithron. And then in the distance, in the shadow of Mithron, you see the warm, peaceful light of a town. When you reach the crest of another hill, you look down at this town in the valley of some large hills, and it is built along the border of Mithron. It looks like at one point, centuries ago, there were houses that were cut in half by the blob of darkness. So the town obviously has part of it hidden in the darkness. The buildings closest to the darkness have the least amount of upkeep, however. Most look abandoned. 
The part of town that is not close to the darkness, though, is vibrant and active, even at night. The fox walks up to the five of you whenever you're at the top of this hill and does a little spin as he is waiting for something. Um, do I have any more buttons? I think I've used all my jacket buttons. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys have any, like, actually any metal or anything to kind of give this guy? I think he wants a coin. I'll give him a coin. All right. What are you going to give him? Give him the cheap One stuff. silver piece. Okay. You're just going to throw it at him? Sure. All right. You throw it at him and he catches it in the in midair and he uh, kind of does like a little bow and then he starts running north. Goodbye. What an adorable little creature. I liked him a lot. So fucking things. Part of the town itself is covered in the dome of the darkness. Yes. Okay. So we've kind of been traveling alongside the side of the. Yes. Okay. You travel down the hill on horseback into town. I mean, I want to, I guess, just go go to this inn. I kind of want to feel out the, the the vibe of this Mithron place, the, you know, from the locals. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of mention, like, I can't believe that people just, like, live on the edge like this. Like, it's apparently something very bad and evil, and they just kind of, like, don't care. Like, that's just kind of weird to me. Yeah. I would move. I would like to go to the inn. Okay. Everybody following? Yeah. yeah. Yes. As you walk your horses into town, people are being rather festive, and it's not an annual event to any of your knowledge. But the citizens just seem to be happy. Along the main road, though, through town, you come across this rather oddly shaped tavern called the Gloomy Gopher. And right in front of it is a large fountain. The center of the fountain has sculptures of about 20 or so people grouped around Hamarin, the guardian of death. A plaque sits in front of it, it has rusted over with that greenish oxidation that happens to copper. But you can still make out what it says. In memory of those lost to darkness, may they find light. It is dated with the year 21, which would make it 703 years ago. I was just a young lad. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I guess I will uh, dismount from my horse, hitch, okay. hitch him up somewhere. Yeah, there's hitching post in front of the tavern. Yeah, well, I guess I'll just go in the inn. Okay, so the four of you that are handling the horses dismount and hitch them to the side of the tavern. I'll get off Kev. All right. <laughs> How does the uh, the town itself look? Does it look kind of run down? And I know you said it's run down closer to the darkness, but overall. Overall, like this section that's vibrant and lively. No, it looks like a normal town, pretty up to date, etc. They keep up with everything. About how large is this town? Um, about 200 people, okay. probably. A couple dozen buildings? Yeah. That oh. are in repair? A couple dozen buildings near the blob, sure, that are broken. And then maybe like 50 or so outside of that that are... Um, what percentage of the town could I like guess and gather at this point that is like enveloped in the darkness? Uh, you really couldn't tell. Can't tell. No. Are we gonna go into the inn? Yes. Yeah, I'm walking that. in. <laughs> okay. So as you enter the gloomy gopher, it's not gloomy at all. Laughs and cheers echo through the main tavern room, and music gleefully resonates off the walls. It is a very congested tavern, though, architecturally and because of the people. There's a square bar in the center of the room, and columns are positioned everywhere, holding this multi-story inn up. Tables are set up between columns, and there is no clear walking path through the room. Men have ale pouring down the sides of their beards, and women are dressed provocatively, sitting in the men's laps. But then, oddly, you see these families that are just with their children having a decent dinner meal, also having a pleasant time, just not even weirded out by the debauchery that's going on. And as you take a look around the room, trying to find your way through the bar, it all starts to make sense when you see a large sign on one of the walls that reads, you can't avoid death, so party with it. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that I didn't notice any of that. I'm immediately going to try to find where the music is coming from. Okay. Music? Who is playing music that's not me? <laughs> a little boy, actually, that's running through the tavern playing with another kid. Like, that's about your height. Hears you scream and then walks up to you and says, Oh, it's from upstairs. It's magical, isn't it? Well, turn it off. I will perform for this crowd as they are lively and warmed up for me already. Well, we don't, we can't just, I mean, you'll have to talk to the barkeep, I guess, if you want to turn it off. <sighs> Out of my way. I'm going to go talk to the barkeep. <laughs> All right. So that kind of puts you back in the group with trying to get to the bar, I assume. Yeah, I'm trying to walk up to the bar. Are there seats there? There are. Are they open? Not many of them. It's kind of like a really congested bar. So like one person can squeeze it and the rest of you are just kind of huddled behind. Mm-hmm. As you are getting close to the bar, though, uh, a man does kind of grab you, Finch, and put his arm around you. And he says, Haven't seen you here before. You a group of treasure hunters or something? Does he do this in a drunken, friendly way or more of a threatening way? Drunken, friendly. Oh, you know, just travelers passing through. Yeah, we're always looking for another coin if we can. Well, if you need someone to guide you into Mithron, you come here. One of us fellas will take you in. But it'll cost you. Uh, do I hear this? Yes, you do. Okay, I'm going to turn to the man and say, uh, you venture into Mithron? All the time. Can you see in there? No. And how do you know where you're going? We don't. Hmm. So how, why, how would that make you a good guide? I can get you a thousand feet out. Are you familiar with the arcane well? The what? Never mind. I don't think we'll need a guide. All right. And I I walk, continue moving towards the bar. I'll say thank you, but no thank you. All right. If you say so. And actually, then I'll kind of look back on how much? Oh, it's one gold per foot. (laughs) Yeah, no thank you. And then I'll turn around and continue. All right. Well, if you need a tour, you know where to come. We'll be here. You see, the valley is like a tourist destination where some people go to the mountains and the beach. We give you that terror ride. Oh, my God. This town is a horror theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's two, four, six, eight. Ten gold's not that bad, guys. <clears throat> ten gold? Ten gold. Two, we each have two feet. One gold per feet. Foot. Ten, ten feet's not very far, Kath. He, mean, no, he means the one, unit two, no. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have ten feet, ten gold. No, he means the, the the unit of measurement, like a foot. You know? Oh. Okay. So, good good math, though, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. You're getting better. Thanks. So you make your way to the bar. Uh, who wants to be the one person that can get to the bar? Me. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dorothy, you hop up onto a stool and put your hands down on the bar. Excuse me. Oh, hi there. You aren't from around these parts, are you? Well, but uh, you've heard of me before. Anyway, look, I was wondering if I could get one of you, or you specifically, to set me up a stage that I might perform in front of these people. A performer? But of course. You've never heard of me? What's your name? So you wish to know my name? Well, yes. (laughs) See, now I have to start over Oh Be quiet until the end (laughs) Oh, yeah, you want a nail? Yeah, I'll get you a nail real quick Pay attention Keep going So you wish to know my name You'll get to verse As that is my game Dorothabe Grumman Kyle Oh, I've heard of you Thank you Uh, Well, I wasn't done, but I guess I've never heard your songs before But I've heard of you Well, you're about to Wait, you've heard of him? Well, of course. Who hasn't heard of the famous Dorothy Fabe Groman Kyle? Who hasn't? I look around wide-eyed at all of my party members. <laughs> uh, how'd you how'd you hear about him? Well, Lorik Hyros praises him every time he comes through. Of course. Lorik's been here? Well, of course. Lorik goes everywhere. When was the last time he was around these parts? Oh, actually about two weeks ago. And he mentioned Doroth and how great he is. Oh, yeah. He says they used to be partners or something. I can still smell his stench. What I else did know. he happen to say about Doroth? I, that, he's a wonderful drummer. 
I don't want to hear this. I didn't know you used to play with Lorik. You never told me that. It's not it's not noteworthy. It's, it's also not true. <laughs> so is is this Lorik, is he your friend? He is not. Oh. He is a low-level performer that is not near my level. Oh. I mean, he does say you're pretty good. Because I am. And Lorik's very good. He's okay. So you're better than him. Yeah, we'll set up the stage for you. Thank you. I'll have to get old man Jenkins to turn off the music, though. Do that. Old man <laughs> yeah. Jenkins! Oh, yeah, that is a Scooby-Doo reference. <laughs> well, hey, we're pretty much in a Scooby-Doo town right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of true. And con artists and shit. I'm going to jump off the stool. Like, I don't show you a good performance. So, yeah, Dorf gets out of your way, then, whoever wants to move up. I will. All right. Oh, are you with Dorth? Uh, yes, we all are. And I sort of motion towards oh. everyone else. I'll wave. Uh, we were sent here by um, Tim, Timothy. Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> Timothy. Timothy. Tim, Tim, Tim Lou. <laughs> he said, who? Timothy, the one who guards uh, hey, the steward. Oh, Timothy. Yes, yes, yes. He said that if we mentioned his name, you would set us up for the night. Yeah, he said On him. Yeah, he said his special on oh, lord on him he wants to give another give away another special what, what is that it's just it's room and board and food well, sounds that sounds delightful. great yeah it's it's a good setup and he pays for it but i don't know why he keeps doing it for people i guess he sees that you're probably going to die so you might as well get your last meal well, that's <laughs> fine i'll take it so why do you say that i mean oh we all think if i mean are you heading into mithron yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be your last meal. Uh, well, okay, sure. So he does this often? Anytime a treasure hunter goes in there. Are you familiar with the arcane well? No. Is that an artifact of some sort? Sure. You know, I, would, I would like to ask, how, how, do you have an idea of how much of uh, your town is enveloped in this black mass? How, how much? Oh, no, that happened 700 years ago. So, like, you know, not 50% of the town, maybe... No clue. 75. No clue. Wait, wait, why do people still live here? We're not afraid of it. You it hasn't moved in 700 years. So you've never had any anything come out of this darkness? No. So uh, that fountain out front. Sure. It's a statue of Himerin? Yes. Why? Oh, we mostly kind of follow the mantra of the Guardian of Death. Hmm. Interesting. You don't see many of those. I guess not. We don't really leave town not too often. She reaches into her pocket and kind of digs around for a minute and then pulls out a key and hands it to you. She says, all right, well, this is for room 808 on the top floor. Just head up the stairs and you'll find it. You all want to go ahead and eat, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wait, you said 808? Is there eight floors to this thing? Yes. Jesus. Did we notice eight floors? It's a very tall tavern, yes. Okay. Very, very tall and very, like, wobbly and crooked and doesn't look very sound. Yeah, food would be lovely. All right, well, I'll go and get some food set up for you, and I'll make sure to get that stage for that little gnome. So do you know where this well is in Mithron? No. But you still got the key of Kilnog, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, we'll be able to see, but... Well, I'm really not sure what's in there. I'm not sure if... I mean, they say no one ever returns, but I'm not sure if that's because they get lost, or maybe there's some other sort of danger in there. Five minutes later, there are two burly men that are bringing out like a uh, very small stage, but it's very wide-ish, but it's only like a foot off the ground. They set it up in a corner and you go and walk over to it and stand on it and you're still like below the height of everybody. Ah, my stage! It is small, but... I can make this work. <clears throat> Everyone, may I have your attention, please? Do I have their attention? Uh, yeah, people start to focus in on you, especially after the music cut off. My name is Dorth. Of course, you know me. I'm a bard, and I will now perform for you. <clears throat> I'm going to get my lute out. Okay. I might tune it a little bit. 
Give me a performance check. <laughs> that is a 23. All right. Um, you actually captivate the audience. Of course, that, that's fucking People fall start forward. moving up and uh, start throwing like money at your feet, coins at your feet. All right. Yeah. Hey, going down, down, <laughs> and down to your round. Sugar, we're going down, singing. You get 21 silver pieces. Hey. And 12 gold pieces. Hey. It's going to be like applauding in the back. I know him. <laughs> um, and as this is going on, finally, the woman barkeep brings out a, or her and three other maidens are like bringing out plates, like platters of food. And then they come to a table and they like tell people that are at the table to leave. And set you all up at like this table in the center of the room, and then put all these platters out in front of you. Oh, by the way, I just want to add for all the D and D purists out there, that was me invoking my by popular demand feature or <laughs> character trait or whatever. Yeah, we all know what that does, right? Yeah, it's the entertainer background, right? See, sure. yeah, yeah, I can play D and D. And then she puts out. Eight different platters that include a roasted turkey, a ham, piles of cooked greens, squares of cornbread, a pot of boiled cabbage, raw carrots, celery, bell peppers, and tomatoes, and then a large pan of bread pudding along with the pitchers of ale. Mm. Now, this ham, is it like a whole pig or is it just like the, like you, what you get at like a Thanksgiving? Like a shuck of ham, yeah. Okay. Is that what you'd call it? A shank. Shank of ham. Are people noticing this? Yes, um, actually. We out here. So she says to you as you all like sit down at the mill, we call this the last mill, as it probably is going to be your last meal. Yeah, yeah, we got that. But we wish you all the luck that you can possibly have. Now, watch out, though. These vultures in the tavern here are waiting for you to finish, because whatever you don't eat, they eat. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to finish it all. I say as I'm stuffing my mouth with So, so depending on how nice you want to be, you eat as much as you want. Well, I'll kind of, as I start to sit down, like, well, they didn't know what we were here for. They sure do now. And start yep. making myself a plate. Yeah, this is great. I break off another turkey leg, take a bite out of it. So uh, as she is about to walk away, she screams out to the tavern, just in case anybody hasn't noticed y'all yet. Mm. To the death. And then the tavern replies, to the party. Nice. Yeah, I like this place. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Step off stage. Oh, there is food. The music above you start cuts back on. House music cuts back on. Well, Dora, so. that was uh, impressive, man. I, I, I gotta say, you really, you got him. Oh, thank you. I always knew I had the ability. It is within me. Yeah, whoever this Loric guy is, he has no idea. You got the talent, dude. He knows exactly how good I am. Yeah? He has an idea. I can still smell its stench. Anyway, this isn't a time for that. Let's celebrate. Eating my food. Gonna... Since we're going to sound effects, I'm gonna... Some scraping the... Is there any food item on the table that is as big as... You don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially that. <laughs> I just wanted to play. <laughs> What's it called when you uh, like sound act? Uh, are you talking about like foley, like foley work? Yeah. Is there any food item on the table that's as big as me? Uh, no. Okay. Turkey's close though. Yeah. Mm. A half your size. Damn. That is the large turkey. It's delicious too. I want to eat some of the turkey. How, how does it taste? Tastes great. It's not too dry, not too moist. Moist. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Hot. Well, just as I as I notice people start to slow down with their eating habits, I'm going to suggest that we do the nice thing, like she was saying, and try and let some people have some of this food. It sounds like a favorable thing. I would agree. Why? I'm just eat as much as you want, Keth. I'm just saying, don't overeat. And when we're done, that we should, oh, we should return the favor. 
I make myself a very small plate and feed Oysterich, and then I start making plates for other people to hand. You just start around. handing out plates? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to like hover over my plate <laughs> with my arms up. Like, I've already down. given like a couple kids some like pieces of bread. Like, I'm in a very jovial Sneaking mood. food to the dogs. I'm in a very jovial mood after that uh, successful performance, so I'm just going to start down in some ale. All right. Is the ale like a, are there, is there like a bunch of ale? Yeah, there's several there? pitchers of ale. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to pound some of that down too. Mm. Actually, I'm just going to grab one of the pitchers and start drinking out <laughs> sure. of that. <laughs> so, um, once you're done eating and you've kind of like fed, the, fed some of the people in the room and everybody's going to talk to you and ask what you're going for, y'all keep talking about the arcane well, and no one knows what that is, you head upstairs to your room and there is... Uh, four beds in the room, all pretty large beds, and they're spread across this room that's kind of like an attic style room, where like you can see the uh, like the, the ceiling, the like yeah. the pitch of the roof, yeah. how it's kind of like a at an angle, and then there are soft pajamas laid out for all of you, almost like they knew exactly what your size was, and you pick up the pajamas and you smell them, and they like smell like freshly washed. And like kind of like scented with like field flowers and stuff. And but then also in the room, there's a, like a window on each wall that points north, south, east and west. Are there any like sitting areas? Chairs? Um, yeah, we'll say there's like a couple of rocking chairs or something. What, what direction is the darkness? West. I'm going to pull a chair to, to the western window. OK. And sit down in it. OK. I'm going to fling the pajamas off of one of the beds and then jump in it. Okay. I got this one. Well, this is nearly the best room I've ever stayed in. Almost. Is there a pair of pajamas that fits me? Yes. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> <gasps> it fits! I'm going to jump into them. Okay. And just jump around on the bed. Okay. Like like child. I'll, uh, I kind of just was going to stroll around the room and take a peek out every window just to kind of see what's facing us in sure. each direction. So this town is called The Valley. Um, this is actually the only room that actually can like, like this is the highest point of town. And this is the only room that you can see like over the hills a little bit. So you kind of do have like a view of north and south with it being in the, in the valley still. So... But really, it's just like open fields, what like foothills, basically. Okay, and you said to the west was the... Uh... Yes. And we can see that, though, from the window? Yes. I'm just hanging out. Okay. I'll just sit on my bed. Well, so what's the plan, everyone? Shall we venture in in the morning? Sure. I think we need to probably stock up on some supplies. Okay. Food, primarily. Well, I can always, you know, make some good berries if we need to. That is true. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can, I would assume a general store is probably a safe bet too. Although I'll be honest with you guys, I got a single silver piece to my name at the moment. So it's okay. I've got some gold I can give you. Yeah, I've uh, got plenty of gold. Thanks, guys. I do need to get some new hand axes after throwing them at that golem thing. And of course, if worse comes to worse, I can just perform around town and get us lots of gold. Yeah, they really seem to like you. Get me lots of gold. I mean, I wouldn't even mind just staying here. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the well. (laughs) This is pretty nice. Well, I I don't think they're going to treat us this nice every day, especially if we don't go into Mithron tomorrow, into the... Black. Yeah, they fully expect the us to die. Imagine how they treat us if we actually come out of Mithron. That's a good idea, Astro. Let's, guys, let's go and let's hide. And let's <laughs> come back and say we went into Mithron. <laughs> that is not a good idea. We'll be heroes. <laughs> well, they also, no one here expects us to be able to see once we're in there. So we kind of have a nace up our sleeves right now. So Very true. I, I believe that we are going to make it out. Yeah, I'm not afraid, but... I'm just saying, it's real nice in here. All right, so the plan is to go to bed and then, like, maybe shop tomorrow. Well, yeah, just get, like, some basics, because we don't know how long we're going to be in there. Sure. I'm sure there's no animals to hunt or All right. anything like that. Well, then, you settle in and go to bed.
Hey companions, thanks for tuning in for this episode. This is the start of a new arc called Through Thick and Dim. At this point, when I'm recording this, we've already recorded the next episode, and I'm super excited about this entire arc. It's shaping up to be probably my favorite, so I'll start editing that one as soon as I'm done with this one. It looks like I got myself back on schedule for this episode's release, and I hope I can keep it up. If I do, you can expect the next episode to be available Thursday, February 8th. I'm not going to drown you with a long mid-roll, so first and foremost, follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and Patreon. And if you really want to make my day, drop us an Apple Podcast iTunes review. I'm recording this on my birthday, so it would be an awesome present from you if you put a nice five-star review on there for us. And here's a quick throw-in for our sponsors for the episode. I'm out of stock right now, and I'm pretty mad about it, but NatureBox is a constant in my pantry. Dee has some of her favorite snacks in the pantry, but I have already snacked on all of mine. If you want to give NatureBox a try, go check out what they have to offer on NatureBox.com. And when you use promo code ORBS at checkout, you get three free snacks. Again, go to NatureBox.com and use promo code ORBS at checkout. You looking to learn a new skill, start a new hobby, or just want to learn more about the job you already have? Go check out Skillshare. Skillshare has an archive of videos and lessons for different skills. Just like design for photography as just a few examples. And if you go to skl.sh slash four orbs, you'll get a free trial. Again, that's skl.sh slash four orbs. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite things, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You You Simply simply must. Must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com. The next day, there is a knock at the door at dawn. The barkeep wakes you up with the same three ladies that brought you dinner last night. They walk over to where you are sleeping and hand you breakfast platters in bed. With eggs, bacon, grits, and if you don't know what grits are, listeners, look them up, and crusty biscuits with an orange jam. As soon as you're done with the breakfast, y'all gear up and we'll give you a proper send-off. Oh, breakfast? This is great! I love this place! Aw, surely this is because of my performance last night. We never addressed, like, how everyone was going to be sleeping in four beds? Uh, the elf does not sleep. Yeah, I'm just sitting in this chair. That's why I pulled this chair over to the window. Oh, I thought you were just pulling over there just to kind of look. I like how he didn't say Ryan or Felomir, the elf. (laughs) 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 That one. Okay, my bad. Never mind. Back to it. I'm going to eat. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Everybody eats. Can we say that my pajamas have like like feet <laughs> sure <laughs> and, a little butt flap yeah, yeah sure no, loving it the barkeep and the maidens walk out and close the door behind after giving you your food and y'all eat after you finish eating you do all your prep work and gear up for the day i'm also going to put the pajamas that they gave me into my bag sure okay I'll write that down they call <laughs> these grits these are nothing like the grits from televastral <laughs> this might as well be cream of wheat they probably put sugar in them here. Grow, ooh. <laughs> Say that shit. When you get to the bottom floor after gearing up and leaving the room, you see the barkeep and the maiden standing at the door. All right, well, y'all be safe. I'll extend my hand to shake them all as I walk by and say, thank you for your hospitality. It's been... Do y'all have any questions before you leave? You sure you don't know where the arcane well is? I don't. I mean, do you have any tips or tricks for... You know, never been in there myself. I'm sure we'll be fine. On that note, we'll see you later. And I'm going to do like a bow. Okay. I will also bow and walk out. All right. I'll wave as I walk out. I'll bow and say thank you for everything. Cool. So you get outside in the street. What are you doing now? We going to shop. Just going to look like a general store or something. 
Yeah, what's uh, what's around? So you kind of uh, now in the daylight, you kind of walk up and down the main street. You do, of course, see a general store. Um, there's also a potion shop uh, and then a blacksmith that seems to have a rather large shop. Well, I'm going to go over here to this blacksmith. I, I would also like to go to the blacksmith. Guys, I also kind of think it might be. I still have one potion of sea invisibility, but just don't know. We, we seem to need that last time we were in the darkness, so might be something. Well, I'm going to go to the general store, see if I can get some some potions. There's a potion shop, too. I'm going to go to the potion shop, <laughs> see if I can get some potions. All right, so I guess we'll do the blacksmith first. Keth and Felomir are the only two going, or is there somebody else? I'll follow. Yeah, I kind of want to check out all the stores. And it's gonna... All right. Doroth, are you following? <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> to the blacksmith? Yeah. Fuck no, I'm not going to the blacksmith. <laughs> all right. Shit for me in there. All right. So the four of you go to the blacksmith. You enter into this very large shop room. What is strange about this weapon shop that you've been to, that you're walking into, that you've never seen in a weapon shop before, is that there's actually glass cases that hold all the weapons that he's made. There are lots of intricate ones, too. Like, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily magical. They're just very well crafted and decorated. All right. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Uh, yeah, I want to find some sort of way to fasten the key of Kilnar to me, like by with a chain or something around my neck. So like a necklace of some sort? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you walk around the store for a little bit, and you do find that there is like a section of like jewelry. Specifically, you do see a chain that has like a little metal wire casing that you might be able to fit it inside. Well, that looks nice. Weirdly, though, the shop doesn't have anybody in it right now. Okay, I'm just going to, like, yell out. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Shopkeep. You kind of yell out for a little bit, and then, like, for a, like, and a delayed response, like a really long delayed response, a man comes rushing around, but he's not, like, what you would think a blacksmith would look like. He's very, like, frail and bony compared to, like, a really strong, burly blacksmith. And he comes around, he says... Hi. Yes. What, what do you need? Um, hi. I'm going to like point in the case. Like this chain right there. How much is that? Uh, two gold. Deal. Okay. I hand him two gold. All right. And he, hand, he pulls out the necklace and hands it to you. It's like, you putting anything in it? Yeah. Do you need help? I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to just like lean up against the corner while everyone else is doing their thing and like try to fit the key of Kilnar into it. All right, give me a uh, wisdom wisdom save. Eight. All right. While you're struggling. And for you, what can I get for you? I'm going to go up to the most uh, like ornate looking axe and say, how much is this? Like a hand axe or like a large axe? Just a big ass axe. Okay. Oh, that's a great axe. That'll be mm, 20 gold. Wow. Your prices are very reasonable here. <laughs> All right. Well, how much is a couple of hand axes? Wait, how much do you think it should cost? I don't know. I mean, it's pretty nice looking. Well, how much do you think it should cost? Mm. Are you in charge here? Yes. How did you become in charge here? I'm the blacksmith. So you made all of this? I did. Hmm. What about hand axes? You got any really nice hand axes? Uh, sure. Right over here. And he walks over to a section and just kind of starts looking around. He's like, oh, what about this one? And he pulls out one and it's got like a, uh, a pearl white centered area of the axe and then it's just like iron around the side of it how much is this um five gold <laughs> i was thinking 10 okay i'll tell you what if you have another one i'll give you 20 does that have to be the same i guess not what about this one and he hands you like pulls out like a crude hand axe you don't have another like nice one uh... <laughs> Yeah. He pulls out another one and it's doesn't have like the pearl thing going on, but it's got the same kind of iron to it. All right. 
20 gold. 20 gold. I'll hand him 20 gold. Is there a grappling hook in here? Uh, yeah, there's a grappling hook, like on the wall. Pointing, how much is that? Uh, two gold. Kath, I'll give you my silver piece for two gold pieces. Oh, you could just have it. I'll pay the man two gold. Thanks. So now you have a grappling hook. Thanks, Kath. There's no rope, though. Well, I have 50 feet of rope okay. already, so it's okay. Let me get this straight. You offered to give Kath one silver piece for two gold pieces. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I assumed that he knew that that was going to be a loss on his part, but it was my way of trying to not just be like, hey, give me what you got. It was, I'll give you all that I have so that you can help me. What about you, lady? Is there something you want? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So I'm not, am I having any luck over here? Oh, no, you're not. It like it's very loose, and if you like wear it the way you're fi- like finagling it, it's just gonna fall apart. It's just gonna fall out. I'm gonna. Do I notice him struggling? Yeah, I'm gonna go help him. Okay. Does he get? Since I'm helping him, you get, get advantage a, on your yeah. next check. Want to try again? Yeah. All right. Nineteen. All right, you make it work. Seems solid. I'm gonna put it on. Okay. Well, I'm done here. Is the key super visible? You tell me, Velomir. Yes. I kind of look at him like, maybe you should put that under your shirt. These people don't know what this is. Somebody might. There's plenty of treasure hunters around here. That's exactly why they come to this town. It's for treasure. Whatever. Someone might know the myths. I'll tuck it into my shirt. All right. Fucking Devo show off. Well, is there anything else I can do for you? I'm all great. Thanks. All right. Y'all have a great one. You too, buddy. And he leaves before y'all leave. (laughs) (laughs) That was strange. This whole place is strange. It is. Doroth. Yes. You're at the potion shop. I am. There is a 14-year-old girl like behind the counter, and she's like mixing two substances together. Like she's actively trying to make something as you enter the room. And she just kind of like puts it down and looks up at you. Hello. Hi. Um and she walks around the counter real fast. What can I help you with? Uh I'm just I'm just browsing. You start to hear a little sizzling sound, and she turns around real quickly. And she's like, oh, crap. And she turns back. She runs back around the counter. And like you see like bubbles coming from the two substances. I'll be just looking around. Oh, okay. I'll help her fix this. And she starts kind of being kind of panicky. <laughs> All right. I'm going to uh, just. Are they labeled the yeah. potions? Yeah. Okay. I want to see what they've got. All right. Um, they're labeled weirdly. So like. Weird. You how? hear. You see. Like you see one that's labeled widow's breach. And I don't know what that means. No. Okay. Uh, ex- excuse me. Uh, oh, yeah. And she's just kind of like looking at her. L- little girl, what is this? Uh, which one? The Widow's Breach? Oh, yeah. Widow's Breach. That's that's a fun one. Um, Whenever you find that your man's been cheating on you, you can throw this potion at the door and it'll bust open the door so that you can breach the room. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. <laughs> Uh, that is cool. Let's let's see what else you have. Okay. What else do you want to look at? Um. You see one labeled Rainbow Dream. Oh, this looks festive. What is Rainbow Dream? Oh, Rainbow Dream. Is that the multicolored one or the purple one? Uh, the the multicolored one. Oh, the multicolored one. Oh, that one has a different layer of a of a potion in each in each flask. And whenever you drink the first layer, it gives you something. And you drink the second layer, it gives you another something. But be careful if you mix it up, it won't do you any good. This sounds perfectly chaotic. How much is this? Uh, that is one silver piece. How many of these do you have? I don't know. Let me look. And she puts down the potion that she's like messing with again. And then she walks to the side of like the counter where she's at. And then she I like, pulls keep, out a shelf. I want to keep my eye on the potion <laughs> she's working on. Uh, she pulls out like a, a cabinet from underneath and starts kind of rooting through some flask. And then she pulls out one, and then two, and then three, and four, and 11 total of them. I'll take five. Okay. And she puts out five on the counter, and then she looks over at her potion, and, like, the bubbles are, like, pouring over the side of the beakers and, like, melting, the like, the counter underneath. Ah. And she freaks out real quick and then runs back over starts kind of mixing it back and forth and like realizes she got the push in her hand and you look at her fingertips and they're like kind of decayed a little bit. And then she runs over to a sink and there's got, and like 
like yeah a sink with plumbing water sure like yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool <laughs> that it's got like blue liquid coming out not clear liquid and she puts her fingers underneath it and then she brings it back and it's healed are you okay oh yeah this happens all the time really well yeah when you make weird potions and you don't know what you're doing yeah what is that one you're working on um well this is a potion of heat metal with a potion of liquid cooling i figured i'd see what happened well, you, good luck with that. I'll take the the the, the rainbow dream here. Okay. I'll take five of them. So yeah, five silver pieces. Thank you. I hope they do something for you. Don't shake them up. We'll see. Is there like a? I mean, do I just have five flasks? Yes. My, oh my god. With like corks on them. Ma'am, do you have something I can hold these with? Oh, do you need like a potion belt? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me put my potion down real quick. She puts her <laughs> potion back down. <laughs> and um, she runs over to the side uh, to like a like a section that has just a bunch of leather belts hanging. And she tries to, she puts one out and like puts it up to you at a, like at a distance and looks at you weirdly. And then she puts that one back up and then puts it, pulls another one. So this one will work. And it's like a basically like uh, like a gun belt, like a bullet loop belt. All right. And it's just got like little slots for flask to go in. How about we make a deal? Okay. I buy five of these potions. You give me that for free. N- no. Ugh. No one knows how to do business around here. How much do I owe you? Um, This will be a gold. Fine. Get back to your potion. I think it's about to explode. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else got anything they want to do? I mean, you can, like, fill up on rations, like, go to a general store and get some food. Yeah. All right. So the five of you meet back out in the street. I like your belt. Ooh, look what I've got. What What is is that? potion. I don't know. Drink it. See what happens. Not yet. Can I drink it? Not yet. Hey, look what I got. I'm going to hold up my axes. They're only 20 gold. What? 10 gold each. This is a steal. Did you steal it? No, I paid 10 gold each. Oh. Yeah, the, the, this grappling hook for two gold. The economy in this town was rather weird. Hmm. Everyone. We could live like kings here. They're like stupid people. They almost seem like they're under some sort of influence. Hmm. I mean, they are living next to Mithron. I'm just saying they, they all have a weirdness to them that is unlike anyone, any town we've encountered at least so far. That is definitely so... The little the little girl that runs the potion shop is aloof. The boy that was in the blacksmith shop was he was your size, claiming to be a blacksmith. <laughs> really? Really? Well, I mean, I'm sure I could be a blacksmith if I wanted to. Well, you know what I mean. What do you mean? Well, it seemed like he didn't know the price of anything in there. Like I asked him who was in charge, he said him. I asked who made it, he said him. But when we asked him how much something was, he'd go uh for like ever and then just guess well what's wrong with that it works to your advantage it did i'm just saying just saying so i'm saying just saying well personally i can't wait to find out what this does and just like hold the potion in front of my face like (laughs) marveling at it well i say we get some rations and get on into the darkness ah yes the darkness well here's the general store Yep. Walk in. All right. You find the general store. You walk inside. And just like every other general store, it's a general store. (laughs) What? Um, It's magical. But weirdly, the shopkeep for this one is like a teenager. A boy. Nothing like physically weird with him like the blacksmith guy that was very frail and bony. He's just like a blonde kid. And he walks up to you and says, hi. Hello. Greetings. What can I help you with? Where are your parents? The, the, here? In the back room? Oh. Is there what? something you're looking for outside us? Uh, we were hoping to get some rations for the road. Sure. How many days? I'll, I'll go ahead and get ten. Same. Sure. Ten days rations for each of you? Fifty days rations? Yes. All right. That'll be a total of 20 gold. I'll pay for it all. Oh, thanks. Look at that. Look at that. 
All right. Is there anything else I can help you with? I think that's it. Y'all be safe now. Thanks. Darks. You too? He turns and walks away before y'all even start to leave. (laughs) This place is kind of weird. You know what? The blacksmith did that too. Turned around and walked away during the goodbyes. Maybe they're just not up on their customer service. I've seen places like this before in my travels. Okay. Shops run by kids? Well, just people that don't know how to deal with customers. All right, guys. Well, uh, it's about time to get to getting. Yep. Let's go. All right. So you get back into the street. And when you look back towards like the fountain, which leads you towards Mithron, um, you see like a hundred people kind of gathered around the fountain and they're all looking at you an audience. And when they see you walking towards Mithron, they kind of make an aisle and you kind of, I guess you want to walk through them. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll walk through it. And so whenever you walk through them, you can see that where they were gleeful and happy, like last night and most of the day today, they've kind of grown sad and everyone stands quietly and holds flowers as you walk through, and then one speaks up and says, may death come swiftly. I want to take one of the flowers and put it in my ear. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) (laughs) And as you pass by another person, they say, may death come swiftly. And I want to look, or kind of look around and say, may we find light. Mm. Oh, there it is. You say it to one person and they kind of like look at you weird. I don't look at him anymore. (laughs) I keep walking (laughs) to my horse. Keep walking. Um, And whenever you see your horses, you're like basically walking to the tavern uh, where your horses are. And the barkeep's there and says, I mean, if you want to take the horses, sure, but I would suggest that we just keep them here. There's no reason to terrorize an innocent animal in there. I want to look at my companions. I'm going to pet my horse and start to feed it one of my day's rations and look <laughs> at my friends. I promise we'll keep them in the West Ranch and for as long as we can. I, if you think it's best? I mean, I don't... I kind of agree. I don't see the point of us taking the horses in there. I, I guess I, I naturally assumed that we were going to hitch them somewhere, but... I don't own any of these horses anyway. Yeah. They are Crimson Command horses. Okay. Well, is is it known? Like, do they have stuff on them that, like, represents Crimson Command? Okay. Well, probably going to take your advice on this. Um, They are Crimson Command horses. So please try to uh, treat them well and keep them safe until we return. Them being of a faction doesn't change that they're horses to me. Mm. Thanks. Continue to feed and We'll be We'll be back for them. So after you uh, feed your horse and then begin the walk towards Mithron, you're still got a couple more people to walk through and they continue to just kind of whisper, may death come swiftly as you walk by. I want to just, do they still have flowers? Yes. I just want to like keep like taking them. Like, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and like just have like a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> I might, I might kind of you know say maybe find the light a couple more times as people keep saying it to us. And I'll say to our enemies. People start getting kind of pissed at you for it, actually. Really? Like they're getting angry. Fuck them. And you notice this weird anger as well, fellow Mir, and him saying this. You might want to. We'll find the light on our own. (laughs) They don't need to know. Give me a uh, wisdom save. 11. May death come swiftly is the mantra of. I want to pull on on, uh, fellow Mir's leg. This is a Marin town. Yeah, didn't you see the big statue on the fountain? Didn't you? Yes. Stop him. I just told him to stop. Okay. I stopped. That shit, <laughs> I, mean, I think if I had noticed everyone getting pissed off at me, I probably wouldn't keep saying it that much. I mean, shit. Hey, I'm just trying to be optimistic over here. <laughs> yeah, well, so were they. They're trying to we'll say that All of a sudden, die. the crowd just starts booing. That, that's, <laughs> that's optimism to them. Yeah. They want us to die. <laughs> yeah, but may it come swiftly. Yeah. Not... In pain. Yeah. We gonna find a light. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> goddamn work. So as you exit this kind of odd ceremony that's happening, it's kind of led you to the west side of town that is nearest to the darkness. And you turn to see everyone walking away from you solemnly as you venture towards the, towards Mithron. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to approach Mithron here. You can go elsewhere if y'all want to. It's just the closest location. 
I like here. Because we know we go due east, we'll come back out of the town. Sure. I agree. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can't see anything, so we don't know where we're going either way. <laughs> so as you walk to the darkness, or up to the darkness, you reach your hand out like all the other darkness you've encountered, except for that one archway that Finch exited back in the Temple of Annette, and your hand goes through it. Oh, right before uh, we walk in, I want to pull the, the, the key of Kilnar out of my shirt. The five of you step through the darkness and enter Mithron. You each feel chills as cold winds blow against your face. 